Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Great Match Generator here. We are actually seeing each other because we're actually recording this on Zoom. <laughs> yep. Me and Matt. Yep. Using time with the video going. We got the video going. We, we're we not actually going to release the video because I will ugly today. And Matt. Yeah, and Matt I, is, I haven't showered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to put dirt on his dirt yeah. on his home. Doing some doing some lawn work right before this, so not uh, not a video day. Not a video day. But well, I'm wearing this nice Philadelphia Extreme shirt. Nice, awesome. From Pro Wrestling Tees Barbershop Window. I do love that site. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's been a while since we've done one of these. Greatest wrestler ever launched. Greatest match ever. Are we moving back to November? Yeah, I think so. So it seems that, that the kind of consensus on the board is that um, a, a year is maybe just a little uh, too short of a window to, to kind of feel like we're getting work done between them. Um, so we've decided to move it to uh, November. So instead of SummerSlam, we're doing it the Survivor Series. And then I think after that, we'll probably go every other year. It seemed like that kind of was what people um, liked. And that will also put us to not be doing it the same year that the big greatest wrestler ever um, rollout is going to happen, which is, you know, seems like uh, it would be overkill and too much competition for people's time. So uh, I think it's going to be good, but. Because but a lot yeah, of people that are, back to November. Wrestler, are also doing greatest match ever. So it, it really is a great time to be a wrestling fan um, on, if you're on these boards, um, Greatest wrestler ever just got its start. Um, I was part of a watch party on um, Saturday. We watched Jaguar Yakota. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was fantastic because I got to watch um, Jackie Sato. Mm -hmm. A couple Jack more Jackie Sato matches. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, the Jaguar Yakota is probably shooting way up on my list. She wasn't even on my list, but she now she's shooting way up. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Uh, we you know, and the, the Jackie Sato matches are, are really good. Did you watch the um, La Galactica match? Yeah, the La Galactica match. Yeah, we we Kat DeBerry had a two hour comp, and it wasn't really like a best of. It was like her in different roles. So the La Galactica match was one of the matches he chose. Is it the uh, the big one? The the one that everybody loves that's got the arm blading and like yes. Yes, yeah. yes, it was the arm blading. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, where she's biting the arm, and yes, that's uh, I that's, was like, this match is disgusting but epic at the same time. That's a match that's making my uh greatest match list this year. It's it, it oh, this me. that match might make my greatest match list this year, too. The, as an phenomenal one, um, yeah, so, so yeah, lots going on, always great projects to help kind of 
to me to help organize and direct my watching. Otherwise I'm just kind of aimless in, in sort of what I watch and why I watch it, uh, which can be fun too, but I do like these projects for that reason. Oh, stuff. I was like aimless in my watching today. I've watched some World of Sport, some some yeah. Wrestle Association R, some, and I was sort of doing in spirit of greatest wrestler ever. Like I'm going to evaluate these wrestlers anyway. So, so you know. And you can get involved with both greatest match ever at gmeproject.freeforums, gweproject.freeforums.net and Pro Wrestling Only is the hub. You think the GWE project would be the hub for the uh, greatest wrestler ever, but it's not. It's prowrestlingonly.com for the uh, greatest wrestler ever. And you can also join the Discord and get a mailing list steven is running that there on pro wrestling only so you get you guys get a good plug there for greatest wrestler ever as well and we have four great matches for you today and we're going to talk to the the, the cases essentially of these four as what well, of the eight participants as well because mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. um uh rick flair versus blackjack mulligan from J- JCP, 1978. This was the 10-23 match, the Texas Death Match. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Jerry Lawler versus Dutch Mantel, a barbed wire match. They had two barbed wire matches in the span of seven days. I think this was the second one. I think so. Yeah, the, the March 29th one. And that's the higher regarded one. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega. G1 B-Block final. Um, it was essentially the B-Block final from August 12th, 2017. And then we have the main event of SummerSlam 1992, Bret Hart versus David Boyzman for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, um, August... What was the date on that? Let me see. Uh, August 29th, 92. August 29th, 92. Mm-hmm. We saw a starting date order, so let's go to Ric Flair yeah. and Blackjack Morgan. And speaking of Ric Flair, he was voted number one on The Greatest Wrestler Ever. Sure. Yeah, unsurprisingly, Flair was number one last year. I mean, I think there was a lot of um, talk about other people. Uh, we'll see if he he holds on to it this year. It's. I don't think he's holding on to it. I really don't. I think... Yeah, I think a woman might. I think a woman might get it. This time. Be, we're five years out. I, it's it feels weird to even like sort of make much prediction for the broader project because who knows who's going to be participating. Joshi's got a lot of um, support right now, even momentum right now, which I'm all for. Eighties. Yeah, I'm all for it too. I'm all for the Joshi momentum, but yeah. Ric Flair is always a popular guy. Sure. Uh, you know, you're going to have your Flares, your Funks, Kobashi, Misawa, Hanson, Brian. Like, I think all of those people are going to get lots of votes. And so it's going to depend on what momentum looks like in five years. But, um, but you know, we have it here a pretty interesting sort of line on his resume. The the Texas death match with Blackjack Mulligan was... Yeah, this was a very bloody match. What's up? This was a very bloody match. Mm-hmm. Well, Flair's a Flair's a great bleeder. Um, yeah, so even in a like kind of blurry '78 match um, with his blonde hair, you can always see 
the blood and you can get a feel for sort of how visceral it is and how much it adds. Um, but yeah, I love Hunting Grubber comment on the greatest match ever for all. Is that great for all? This was a Texas death match. Flair juice, great clarity. Not sure it was in my top 100, but I still enjoyed watching this match. That those are my exact thoughts. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. It's it's clipped the one that we saw, and I'm not really sure how much we're losing in it. To be honest, it feels like it starts a little ways in. Um, so we get about we watched about 10 minutes of it. Yeah, we watched about 10 minutes of it, and like I gave it like three and a half stars because it's like. This is like a three and a half star brawl, 10 minutes in and out. It, and and he, it's a brisk 10 minutes. Yeah, I'd probably go a little higher on it. I think that they did. Um, I, I see the reason it's nominated and the reason it sort of gets some hype. It's Flair's totally outmanned in it. Um, Mulligan is is the bigger brawler and um, is really sort of laying on the offense. That He made that big claw. Um, oh, that claw was brutal looks absolutely um, devastating because the fans are losing their absolute minds for it. So um, that was like really nice how they built up to that. It's really, it's really textbook kind of playing the crowd, right? Like the crowds, the crowds into everything here, every move they do. It's, it's pretty simple brawling. Um, They use the counts pretty well in the, the Texas deathmatch style, right? So it's a pin and then you have to stay down for 10 after the pin um or after the the submission or whatever it is so they use that pretty well and that can be something that loses momentum um i I think the big thing for me is like maybe i give this a little bit of a bump because blackjack mulligan absolutely paint brushes flair uh after the match oh yeah i remember that it was like in the face about as hard as you can uh and flair i think he's selling but he looks legitimately out of it so great post-match a little bit of extra violence in there um you get the run in from i believe that was steamboat um you know coming in and delivering some chops and so kind of chaotic hectic straightforward um i'd probably go about four on it what we see i'd have to i have to do a little bit more research and see how much we're missing because i don't tend to rate anything that that i don't feel like i have most of the match um but but what we had was great and i think it's a it's you know, you see Flair being great and you see Blackjack Mulligan, who's somebody who doesn't probably get as much general credit um, being great as well. Big bruising, you know, walking tall baby face here. Yeah, I think Blackjack was very good here. Um, he was a good baby face, just being a valiant, like, ass kicker, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, Flair bumps around for him like nobody's business, you know? Yeah. And I feel... I, I, I just feel it was overall very good effort. Yeah. It's, it, there's nothing like super surprising here. Um, great wrestling. It doesn't kind of come close to my list or anything like that, but um, certainly glad I watched it. This is the only match from this particular group that I had not seen before. Um, I watched for our discussion, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, it sort of, it sort of, it feels like, it, it felt like it, of its time, it, it feels very good. Yeah. So let's go to the barbed wire match, which we had the whole match. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Waller, Dutch Mantel, and this was gritty. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great match. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I I, I really do like this match. Um, yeah. 
plenty to kind of unpack with this, but to me, this feels like, like a lot of Memphis does this. It feels like a bar fight in a ring. Um, it's, it's a lot of punches and selling and timing. And that's what Lawler really excelled at. And that's what Mantel really excelled at too. Um, again, another case where we have the, the guy everybody knows is great or every, or lots of people sort of consider to be great. Um, at least those who, who watch Memphis and care and like Memphis in Lawler. And then you have Mantel who's a little bit lesser known or, or maybe lesser praised in the, the broader. Oh, yeah. Side. I had the Rick Flair, Black Jack Mulligan at 3.25, but now I'm putting it at three and a half. And, and when I first rated it. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, back to Lawler Mulligan or Lawler Mantel. Um, it's it's great it's great wrestling it's it's i totally get why folks love this era i'm not quite as high on lawler generally as some people um but i do think he's a great puncher who makes the most out of his skill set and his timing uh the use of barbed wire was sort of strange so they're still doing rope runs they're still like kind of bouncing off of the, the barbed wire but they do it more of like grinding people into the barbed wire yeah how they it's not like the barbed wire stops you every time. Right. Yeah. I liked. I liked that. You know. I liked that. I liked how the barbed wire wasn't inhibiting the yeah. action. It, it was okay. It, it was fine to me. Um, they explained it well on commentary, which was that the barbed wires to keep people out. So it's more like a cage in that regard where they use it when they sort of will will rake someone's face across it same with a cage um but you can still kind of run the ropes you can still do all that stuff you need in a match so um it's an interesting barbed wire match it's you know a, a great violent beating from both men to the other so uh, i really really like this match and, and it lived up to my memory of it so you know it's awesome. If if this showed up on someone's list, I wouldn't be particularly surprised. It's not quite there for me, but still really great. I would rate this at a solid four, honestly. I was higher than that. Um, I was about four five, um, four point five, maybe even four and three quarters, depending on my mood. Uh, I'm not as I'm not as big like I'm not as into the the 80s territory slash Memphis style right this second. It's not like sort of the thing that's at the. Not, four it's not. It wasn't really my sort of style either. That's why I'm a little lower on it, yeah. honestly. But there have been times when I've liked that style more or I've been more in the mood for that. For style. instance, like four and three quarters star match for me is a match I watched earlier today, the doll collar match. Like, sure. like that's something I really liked. The Flair like, Piper match, yeah. Or not the Flair Piper, the, the Valentine Piper match. The, the Valentine Piper match is something I really like. Um, yeah. This is something I really what like like i liked it but some of the uh nuances of it i didn't really get sure. you yeah. know um, from a modern wrestling fan's eye yeah um yeah i, I think that's fair like I, I i memphis is something i don't think everybody is gonna like quite as much i'm slightly lower on it than its biggest champions but i'm probably higher on it than um, like I'm higher on Memphis than most modern wrestling fans and I'm higher on modern wrestling than most Memphis fans. Um, I, I think that's sort of the best way I'd say. I think that. Memphis has its place. Um, and I think the promos are better than the actual wrestling in Memphis. If you know what I mean, if you know what I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, the promos are great. I, I still just think the wrestling's awesome. I think it's I think it's in the vein of lucha brawls, right? Like these very simplistic, minimalist, almost kind of matches that are built around punching a guy in the face. Uh, and, right. and the, you know, that's something I have a, a ton of time for. Um, and it's timing, right? This match is not built on, you know, we'll talk about Okada Omega in a little bit, like very different kinds of wrestling, philosophies on wrestling. Um, and I just, I have a lot of time for both of them, to be honest. And so, yeah, I love maybe I mean, Maybe I'll get a tolerance for it, but, <laughs> but as I watch more of it, like I liked Valentine Piper. That's all about timing too, because it's like them punching at the right time, doing the dog collar thing at the right time. Yeah. Um, but to me, the visual of the dog collar, it's just the visual of people running the ropes when there's barbed wire there. <laughs> and I've been trained for so long to think barbed wire stops you. Right, right. Well, I mean, but I thought you said you liked that it didn't inhibit them. Like I, 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 I did like that it didn't inhibit them, but also... It was a conflict in my mind. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me that much. It, I mean, it's certainly not a match that's making my list. I mean, I, I think the dog collar match is, is obviously better. I mean, it's not one we, we reviewed for this, so I, I didn't watch it. Recently. No, I just watched it today. That's why I. Right. But I mean, you look. You don't. You know. You don't have to watch like the match. Like that's also fine. Like in four stars is good. Like I just. I, I think. It's that, not it's like cool. I hated the thing, Matt. Right. I'm not saying you did. I just said I liked it. <laughs> like, um, you know, I think it's, I think this style is really um, maybe a little bit more for me, generally speaking. Oh, okay. So I like, I like how they, they work against one another. There was some maybe like segments in the middle um, that I didn't love quite as much. Um, I did, but I also did really love their heated punch exchange in the middle, right? It's sort of oh, yeah, the heated fun. punch exchange was awesome. That yeah. was, like, one of my favorite parts of the match. And then Flair goes for the – I mean, I mean Lawler, oh, my God, goes for the pile driver. It's very much um, in the vein of, like, how we see a lot of modern indie wrestling will still do the kind of, like, the punches in the middle, right? Like, I punch you, you punch me. And right. I think a lot like that about the modern um version but here it's they, they're selling it in such a way that like each punch feels like it's doing a ton of damage and it just there's a different feel to it so i kind of get why people might not like the more contrived modern version again i do um but i couldn't help but sort of look at this and compare it or think of it in my mind as juxtaposed to a lot of modern wrestling and the way fans and then they trade the missed elbow drops and then Waller scores the pile driver to end that sequence. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just lots of, lots of good, good, simple stuff in this. Um, you know, I'd say four, 4.5. I think at one point I had it rated 4.35, but, or 4.75, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I mean, somewhere in that range, I, I think it's a pretty great match and uh just just outside of the the kind of top tier that gets considered for my list but still something i think well 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 worth watching i think dutch is very good in this match yeah dutch is great in this match um he's great in the whole feud i i, I think i might like their i think there's a no dq match if i remember correctly that, that i like maybe even a little bit more but regardless they, they have a, quite a few matches and i really like all of them like my favorite Memphis match, of course, is the Condition Stamp brawl between Lawler and Funk. 
the wait the concession stand brawl or the empty arena match empty arena match that's what i meant um yeah i mean it's a, it's a great match um it's hard to rate or judge that match to me sometimes but um yeah i mean funk and lawler were great together too they had another they had a no dq match that was great um you know lots of there's lots of good memphis matches and then the concession stand brawl who was that with um i'd have to look it up i don't i don't know memphis quite as well off the top of my head i don't know memphis as well i know there was a concession sample i'll look it up it's actually tupelo it was a tupelo concession brawl here we go Brawler and dundee versus ferris and latham right that match is awesome from 79 yeah where they they where they just brawl all over the place. Mm-hmm. That yeah. match, awesome. Yeah, Memphis has has lots of great matches and lots of great. Uh, it's a brawling territory, right? It's it's, pretty... it's a brawling ter- it's a brawling territory, and some it just depends on my mood. Honestly, I like a lot of brawls, but it, it depends on my mood. And maybe I wasn't in the mood for this match when I watched it. Oh, you don't have to be. It's all right, man. <laughs> What I was in the mood for was some Bret Hart, Davy Boy Smith. This was really good. One of the best. It was one of the best. Can we say this is like one of the best main roster WWF matches ever? Um, I don't think it is, but I'm lower on this match than most people. Um, I, 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 I think it's one of the um more exciting matches of the early 90s up until that point sure it's it's still a great match uh i mean i guess i could talk about what i like and don't like about it before we get into to judging it broadly um i i think it it has a sort of slow middle part that oh yeah is um i don't dislike it it feels almost okada-esque to me in that there's a lot of like sort of slow work that's done sort of near the beginning and in the middle, but then it it kind of comes to a head and, and before you realize it, you're kind of in the heat of the 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 match, in the heat of the last quarter of the match. And so I, I kind of likened it to um you know that old saying that if you put a frog into water and then you start boiling it, the the frog won't ever realize that it's that it's getting boiled. Right. A frog into boiling water it'll jump out. Uh, I almost felt like that, right? Like I didn't quite realize that the water was boiling in this match until it was until I was sort of already in it, right? And I was I was sort right. of immersed in it, right? So it's not a perfect metaphor for what I'm thinking of, but but you kind of get the point, right? Okada does that too um, in his longer matches, not so much in in the one we'll talk about in a little bit, but in his longer matches, he'll start slow and then all of a sudden you'll realize you're in this just sort of incredible struggle between two um, people. I think this is kind of a microcosm of the things I love about Brett. Um, I always think Brett's like a legitimate contender for for one of the best ever, but I rarely know how to articulate that. Like, I really know how to like what to point to in Brett's work. Oh, I had him number two. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's even higher than I would have him. Um, but I think he's, he's incredible. But it's also like, it's just, what does he do that's so great? Well, it's kind of everything, right? Um, some of the things I think he does really well in this match that really shine is he does little things that set his 
matches apart or that set him apart, right? So for example, in this match, you get near the end, he's got uh, he's got Bulldog in a sleeper and uh, and Bulldog backs into the corner and Brett has to let go of the sleeper. Well, instead of like letting Bulldog walk away, he kind of like comes to after he lets go and just puts the sleeper right back on, right? So you just never see that kind of thing. Like most most spots like that are much more predictable. It's like once you, if you're listening to this podcast or if you're on PWO or if you're on greatest match ever, the board, you can predict what happens in wrestling a lot of the time. You can watch it and you can know, oh, there's going to be a drop down or, oh, there's, this is going to happen or he's going to kick out here. Um, you kind of get a feel for it. With Brett, he zigs when I think he's going to zag a lot. And so I, he always kind of keeps me engaged in that way. Um, he's always using Bulldog's momentum against him. Um, I love the way he puts the sharpshooter on when they're both laying on the ground. I thought that was really cool. He kind of like just grabs the legs and just grinds to, to finally turn him over and put it on. Um, and Brett knows the dynamic between himself and other wrestlers, which is great. Like he understands that more than anything else. And so and I think that's the difference between like the really, really greatest of all time and just the greatest of all time. Sure. It, I think, I think, I think my top three were, were Kobashi, Brett, and Brian. And I think all three of them do that. Sure, yeah, they, they absolutely do that. And, you know, so, so back to this match, I think for here, um, for this rather, Brett is out wrestling bulldog start to finish right like he's he's getting overpowered but when it comes to like staying one step ahead brett is usually just a half step logically better yeah he he kind of anticipates more he uses bulldog's momentum against him but then i love that by the end of it you see bulldog catching up a little bit more so each kind of with each passing of 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 a move or a segment of the match bulldog gets a little bit better a little bit closer to him and by the end bulldog's able to actually roll brett up and that's a brett often uses the roll up as a as a finish in in wwe um, which is kind of crazy. It's an escalation tool it's a there's a logic to it he's out wrestling somebody it's not a flash but here bulldog gets it right so that's i thought that was a really cool little like mini narrative within this match um, obviously the narrative is bulldog winning the intercontinental championship but i'm reading superstar sleazes um um thing in the greatest match ever poll enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Form. And I think the NWA touring champ match is a perfect comp to what this match is. Kind of, yeah. Like, we get subtle heel, like, tendencies from Brett. Um, like, the champ comes in being all, all cocky and and sort of, like, like he's going to raid into Bulldog Stadium and beat this hometown hero, Mm -hmm. you know? And Brett sort of, like, feels like a Bachwinkle here, almost. Like an AWA-style Bachwinkle. Yeah, I can see that. He's he's definitely the cerebral champion. So the guy who's physically outmatched. So Bachwinkle's a good comp. Flair's a good comp during his, his touring days, right? Like the, the heel champion that's physically outmatched by your local boy um, is, you know, it's timeless and, and they are able to kind of use that a little bit. So I think that's- I think it's really subtle here because Brett's supposed to be a face that it makes his match really brilliant. Yeah, he, he works like- he, he does what I, I really love when people do this. So it's not heel work, but it's, it's just enough heelishness that you know who you're supposed to root for. Right. You know, yeah. the bulldog is the one you're supposed to like there. And obviously the, the crowd is, um, they're actually surprisingly a little bit more split than I would have expected at the beginning, but by the end, they, they, they want bulldog to take the belt. Um, they played the crowd brilliantly. I think my problem is I'm just not as big a fan of bulldog as a lot of people. I, I mean, I think he's, great physically um but I, I just he some he somehow finds himself higher in the general narrative of wrestling than i have him uh so I, yeah I, and that's I, sort of my problem with this match too i was like i think brand davy boy and i think oh boy we're getting this very good thing mm-hmm. when it's actually it's really good but not getting into that extra gear that i think i'm gonna get yeah i think the end is amazing the end is amazing the end is amazing yeah that that's peaking at the perfect pitch right by the end of it it's it's great it's you know we're at we're at you know the five last five minutes are are kind of perfect but the rest of it is executed really well but just there's something kind of that doesn't connect with me um quite as much i still think it's great i still have it at four and a quarter um and i I had it actually (laughs) And I might have it, you know, there again, it's kind of one of those, it feels like it's kind of between, I, I, it feels like a cop-out, but. It feels it like a four be, and a third. Could be, yeah, it could be a little higher to me, but four and a quarter is where I've always had it. And it's, I never, I didn't really come out of this thinking any different. It's a great line on Bret Hart's resume. And I think it's probably Bulldog's best match. I can't think of a match I, I think Bulldog's better in, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, white hot crowd, wonderful stuff. Um a good a good SummerSlam main event and the fact that they main evented as as the intercontinental title match um, is pretty cool yeah now we get to the five-star classic 
holy mackerel, this still holds up. Oh my, oh, Okada Omega. This is the, their best match. I don't think so. I, I think this is their best match. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think it is. I still like Maybe the, like the epics take so much out of me that I like this a lot more. I'm more likely to rewatch this match than any other, probably. But I think I still. Oh, yeah, this match definitely has the rewatch factor. Um, I still think the two out of three falls match is their best match. I, yeah. I, yeah. If I'm being genuine, um, I would say the two out of three mobile falls is their best match, but I can't rewatch it uh, at, at a win. Right. Well, it's a 70 minute match. I mean, it's a, it's a movie, so it's different. Right. And there's a difference between favorite and watchability and best. Like they often will overlap, but this is still great. I still think this is a great match, but I, I still stand by, even though that match that, that two out of three falls matches, it's a, it's a long match. It's not something I want to rewatch a ton. It's to me kind of the perfect version. I, I think this match might finish higher on the actual list. Uh, probably. I don't remember how they finished last time and I don't really want to look it up right now, but um, I would imagine so. I think I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm higher. But there's no team in a match. You're, you're, you're just marvel that like how much it is, how they pulled it off. People are kind of weirdly down on long matches right now. And I get it because I think New Japan's gone to that well too much. Um, but yeah, I just think there's like kind of a weird, you know, ebb and Oh, fair. yeah. Yeah. People are down on it. People are, people get high and low on certain matches. And, and I agree. Like, I, I want 20 to 30 minutes is kind of the, the most I want out of most matches. But when it but they built for, to the Alcano Mega match, so what people forget is, they built to that 70-minute epic so well. Yeah, yeah. It, when it calls for it, when it makes sense in the narrative um, and people can pull it off, I'm okay with it. So, yeah, I mean, that's neither here nor there. We didn't watch that match for this. We watched this match. So I do think this is still a great match. You're probably higher on it than me. Why don't you talk about it first? Um, this is just excellent pro wrestling. This is what i want out of a 30 minute <laughs> this is exactly what i want out of a 30 minute match when i am when i know the result and when i am five years removed from a match and i'm still standing and pacing and i'm acting like it's the first time i've seen this match mm -hmm. you know you have a great match mm -hmm. um urgency is something I've been harping on since the very beginning. This hasn't. Um, from the very beginning, when they're going for their finishes at the very beginning, and then they keep up that pace the entire time. They go at a ridiculous pace the entire time. And you just marvel at how they go that pace. Um, and they do some ridiculous stuff. The reverse run to the floor. I can mention like a thousand spots in this match where, I, not a thousand, of course, but you know, at least five or six spots that got me out of my seat. And I'm like, holy mackerel, this might be the end. And it's not. So that, that's where I'm at. I'm at five stars on this. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not at five, but I do think it's great. I think to your point um, about urgency, it's something I value a lot too. I, I've, when we first started the Greatest Wrestler Ever project, it was something I, I talked a lot about and I, I was doing a lot better at like doing reviews for the, the project then. And I always talked about urgency when I'm comparing matches. And um, I, I think that this benefits from, they had two matches already um omega knew he had to win it was a non-title match all the stars were aligned for omega to win but he had 30 minutes and he didn't have the long epic time frame to do it so they come out swinging there that gives them the ability to kind of sprint and into- i like that okada came out swinging too because yeah, absolutely so okada, because just- okada didn't have to come out swinging in that match okada yeah. could have just Taking it easy and taking the draw, right. and because a lot of people, a lot of people might, might knock this man and say, "Oh, kind of good at taking it easy and taking the draw." Psychologically, that would have been like the best thing for this match. But I just love that Okada went bolts to the wall. It just made this match a thousand times better. It, it would have. I don't think it would have been the best thing. Like it would have been the easiest thing, but. They explained it well, right? They explained that Okada, you know, he's a he's got a lot of pride. He wants to beat Omega. They have this personal kind of feud. So it worked out perfectly that they both kind of sprint into the middle of the match where there's um I wouldn't say there's like a lag, but there's they slow down a little bit through the kind of middle third of the match, which is which is, makes perfect sense. Um, you know, you kind of talked about the the spots, some of the big punctuation marks in it. I think that's those were all really great. The thing that kind of strikes me here, and it's just because I've I've recently, you know, because AEW is a thing, and I'm a big AEW fan, and I, I you know I hear a lot of like the Kenny Omega critiques, right? Like people who don't like Kenny Omega. Um, and um, kind of- I, I'm just gonna say this, um, and I, it may be disingenuous, but if you don't think Kenny Omega God, is a great wrestler, what are you watching? <laughs> what are you watching? I think it's a I think it's an approach thing, right? I think it's I think it's people who really like certain kinds of wrestling might have trouble translating to Omega's vision of wrestling. And I think that's okay. Like I think I, I think more Omega than Okada. I sure, think I, I think more uh, Okada. I think in the classic sense, he's a great pro wrestler. If you don't think Okada's a great pro wrestler, I think you're disingenuous. <laughs> it's possible. Um, I, I I have bigger problems with Okada than Omega myself. But I also, th- I mean, I think Okada's great. Like, that's not, I'm not saying Okada's not great. Look, regardless. So back to Kenny I'm, Omega. I, I'm just saying that because I have Okada as a number one contender in sure. my pro wrestler, in my pro- greatest wrestler ever because the dude was on a run for from 2012 to to literally last year that's literally one of the greatest runs ever and i'm going to get passionate about this because the dude 8 years that's longevity people want to talk about longevity that's longevity and he's only 34 the dude's only 34 imagine five more years of this and he's not going to be, like, going go on this sharp decline. He's still not putting on great matches in 2021. It's not like this is 
this is a man who's completely broken down. Um, and I rewatched this and I, I almost forgot how the structure, it all works for me. And, and I know people have problems with like some of the nuance, like Okada match formula and stuff like that. But if you don't think Okada's a great pro wrestler, I think it's sort of disingenuous. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, look, it, it's not a greatest wrestler ever podcast, so I, I don't want to get too much in the weeds with this. Like, I think Okada's great. Um, I do have problems with the formula being kind of feeling, feeling repetitive sometimes. Um, but I think th- this is a great example of where the formula kind of they're allowed to play off of it and mix it up a little bit and it makes this match better for it. Right. So that, that informs. I think when Okada goes off formula, I think it's fantastic. Um, Exactly what I'm saying. So like this allows them to sprint a little bit at the beginning and get a different kind of match that they still wind up at the end where like Okada really excels at these near falls and reversals and, just pulling the drama out um but to my point about kenny which is which is what i wanted to sort of talk about for a second is one of the criticisms i hear is he kind of moves from spot to spot without really right right i I sort of get that critique more um with with both of them and it i i get it but it's like it's like don't we want fluidity in pro wrestling yeah i can see it and i don't Again, I just think it's a, I think it's a matter of like generational styles change and, and there's, it's just a different approach, right? So I would say that this is, if I had to kind of pin it to one thing is they just, they kind of use adrenaline differently in this, right? So adrenaline can carry a lot. Adrenaline can make you do crazy things in a fight um, or, or in a competition and it can give you lots of energy. Well, adrenaline just sort of carries the entire match right and so there are times when they sell longer um it's i think there's not as much dissimilarity between something like this and even like flare blackjack to you know to be right. honest on a macro level it just is performed a little differently um and i think that kenny is great at, at one at a style that speaks to a lot of modern fans but he also then becomes the poster boy for hate for a lot of fans who have trouble relating to the modern product. Um, he and Seth Rollins seem to be kind of the two. Yeah. I don't think they have a ton in common myself. No, they don't. But I think a lot of people group them together. And that's eh, fine, whatever. Um, so I think it, because they're so big mouth. That's why. Well, they're great athletes, right? Like they're also, it's like the, the, the joke is like CrossFit wrestling, right? Like, right. See it. Because Kenny is so physically gifted. Like his physical timing is incredible. Like what he's able to do and how he's able to just millimeter precision on moves is, is, is fantastic. And that's why I really, really like Kenny Omega. I think he is awesome at what he does and his vision of wrestling. And he's true to his vision of wrestling. He doesn't change it. Because and, and that's why I think people are being like hard on Kenny and Okada. It's like, it's like people don't want this vision of pro wrestling. And, and sometimes I feel like it, it, it's like, yeah, we had this vision of pro wrestling for a long time. But 
sometimes things change and things have changed sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, who cares? Mm -hmm. But, but, but people evolve and, you know, and it really comes down to people wanting great wrestling and, and I, I didn't mean to say disingenuous or not. I shouldn't have said that, but I, 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 I just don't get it. You know, that's my, that's just my thing. It's hard for me to relate to people who like, like spend too much time on what they hate, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, uh, that's me too. That's me too. But so, so again, I kind of just to return it back to this match, right? I, I was I had that stuff in the back of my head because I'd recently seen it, right? So all of this, all of these like little sidetracks that we've taken, um, I had some of that stuff in my head. And so I could see it, right? I could see it in this match. I could look at this and be like, yeah, I totally get why somebody might watch this match and be like, see, this is why I don't like Kenny. But I still do. And I still liked, to me, all the logic hangs together. It's um, I, I talked about this um, elsewhere where like to me psychology is does a wrestler do something that makes sense with their character that makes sense within right. the match and then it makes sense within the larger kind of logic that a promotion or a time period demands and is, they do make sense in the larger scope of the promotion and of the time period that makes sense with the new japan so if you don't like new japan right now that's fine but don't say that like something like this doesn't have psychology because it does so it's a psychology that i like i think this is really fun i think it's a great um it's even sort of weird to call it a sprint because it's like 28 minutes or something 28 minutes. it's not a sprint but it feel it, the match feels like it's 10 minutes yeah i was like, I was like you know and I, I get excited about wrestling like that and yeah. it, it's like it's like that's the wrestling i get excited about and I also get excited about watching stuff like Jaguar Yakoga. And yeah. I also get excited about watching Steve Gray and all right. these different guys. Well, it's a good, I mean, it's a good sort of mentality to have for a podcast like this, where we're watching things from different perspectives or different time periods and different areas and, and stuff like that. And so we can all kind of love it all and compare it all and, and sort of be into it all. Um, but, you know, the long and short is I think this match is physically so crisp and clean, but without feeling over overly polished. Um, I love the pacing. I love what they do with the 28 minutes that they have and how they build off of the longer matches they'd had. And then also build towards their eventual um, rematch that wouldn't happen at um, in Tokyo, but happen at Dominion the next year. So yeah. really yeah, overall, just I love kind of everything about this match. It does fall just short of, of elite to me. I would say four and three fourths for me. Um, it doesn't make my list. None of the other three make, or the, the other three Okada Omega matches make my list, but they all rank really highly. So I do love the feud. That's fair. Love their dynamic. Um, I just think they do what I really want all my feuds to do. And they build to the best for last, right? The, the right. last thing they do is the crescendo. Um, and it's wonderful, but this is still great pro wrestling. And if you wanted to sort of get into New Japan, it would it would maybe kind of or this this era era of New Japan might be a match I would recommend because it's got two people who kind of embody the style in a G one match that limits how long they can go. Yeah, I would say either this or the Okada Tanahashi. 
or the Okada Tanahashi Invasion Attack one, the yeah. one where yeah, there's 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 lots of different ones. I I think like Omega is a great is a great intro for people who don't watch New Japan because he he does bring like the American. Yeah, there's a, there's he, he works more in that big New Japan match style than anything else. But there's something that's sort of translatable, especially if you followed his indie career. Like I, I watched him in the indie, right? Too. So, um, yeah, I think both of these wrestlers are great. I love this stuff. I do get why it's not some people's favorite thing in the world, but I I I, I honestly get it too. Listening to you and listening to and but for but honestly, for me, it's like. I, I started watching wrestling in 2005. Yeah, I yeah. missed all the errors of the uh, Noah, the the All Japan Four Pillars, the Attitude Era. Right. The I missed everything. Mm-hmm. This was the era I lived through. So I'm probably going to look at it through rose-colored glasses. Absolutely. This is my era. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to defend it like it's nobody's business because because New Japan. 20, 2012 to I started watching in 2013 with the Ichi Shibata, which I watched today, and I still love that match from yeah. 2013. Um, I'm gonna look at it through rose colored glasses and say, This is the reason why I got back into pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing with me and like um, early 2000s ROH and yeah, I, I missed out on that too. That's that's my that's my that's the thing that brought me back in. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're, we're all gonna have our favorites. We're gonna have you know, you, I think you'll see to my point about Memphis earlier. A lot of the people who really really love Memphis grew up with Memphis. Um, that was their that was their childhood wrestling or the thing that they liked when they were teenagers or whatever. Um, and so. I, I, you can only have, you know, kind of maybe one or two styles promotions that do that for you personally, which is awesome. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy that this brought so many people, this kind of stuff brought so many people into wrestling, brought wrestling into mainstream circles in some ways. Um, and then obviously this led to what we have now. Like this is in some ways, some of the stuff that led to, to us getting AEW and I'm, I'm such an AEW mark right now. I just think it's so much fun and such a good product. So great wrestling. Again, I, I give it four and three fourths. So you know, I, it's, I think it's awesome. Oh, I got to look at the next episode. Oh, shit. Like, I just, I just realized I had to look at next, next episode. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even organized. Um, yeah, because we, we get passionate about this stuff because we love this. Yeah. That's why we do these projects. Yeah, I have discussions like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's why we do this. Honestly, um, I wasn't trying to be like a villain or anything like that. Or, no, no, I think know. look, we're, we all like the wrestling. It's, um, I don't think anybody was against anything here today. You know, it's just we love pro wrestling, and next next week's next not. In the next two weeks, we're gonna be watching some good stuff. You want to? You want to hear what we have? Yeah. Do you want me to reveal the last match first? Sure. Shinobu Kandori versus Bull Nakano chain match. I love that match. All Japan Women LLPW seven fourteen ninety four. Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat. 
1992. I think that's the 30 minute one. I think so. I don't know off the top of my head the date. Um, 229. Uh, I could, I'm oh, going to okay, later. What are the other ones? Guerrero Maya Jr. versus Virus. 10-6-2013. CMRL. And then Bob Backlund versus Pat Patterson from WWF. 7-30-1979. You might have to do some searching for the WCW one either. Because Peacock might not have everything. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Um... The steamboat, the, the Iron Man match is 6 2092. Oh, so this is the uh, it's a different one 229. Okay, so lead up. All right, um, cool, awesome. I have actually 90 Super Brawl, Super Brawl 92, classic title match. Sounds good. Um, um, plug a plug, chug. Yep, Twitter uh, at Markout Mountain. Um, you can uh, obviously find the greatest match ever at Greatest Wrestling Ever GWE.freeforums.net. Um, so fun project. Again, we're kind of pushing off till November. A lot of our conversation is going on over at PWO right now because the the, the greatest wrestler ever. Stuff I was going to mention that people are people are super pumped about that. So. Um, yeah, people are super pumped. I am super pumped because yeah. I, I, I've been like commenting in, I commented in the Brian and Okada thread. Mm, nice. <laughs> of course I commented in Okada thread because I was just talking about like I, how I rewatched the match the other day and I, I, I loved it um, to me. Um, but for me, it's DJ D. Cooks on Twitter. Um and dcookypunk43 on Instagram. You can listen to us on the Social Suplex Podcast Network at Social Suplex on Twitter is where you can find all the latest stuff on Social Suplex and you can go to socialsuplex.com for all the latest posts on the Social Suplex. And that will do it for us today. Matt, you have any last words? Nope. Make sure well, you turn Love pro wrestling. Pure pro wrestling love. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.